It's better. Well, it took this guy's on his phone again. I'm ready. I'm waiting for you to do the thing. <laughs> Let's do the thing. <clears throat> check, 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 check. You're not ready to. I'm waiting for the f***ing thing to go on here. Like, I mean, I'm not ready for the f***ing game again. No, I'm ready. Like the Lions on the weekend. I've been ready since I got here, and you guys are monkeying you around here. Your phone, oh, rubbing your face. Let's go. I'm checking. I'm waiting. Let's go. We are live. Everybody, but we're also on tape. We are. Episode 116 of Camloops last week. Christopher Folds, not ready to play today. Magic Mike and Bill. 16. 116. 116. 2001, greatest regular season since 1906. <laughs> Seattle Mariners, 616 wins, the most ever in the MLB since the 06 uh, Chicago Cubs. 2001? 2001, which was also the rookie year of Ichiro. And was Griffey still on the team? No. Uh, I think he had gone to he, Cincinnati gone by, by then, yeah. And uh, that was also uh, Ichiro Suzuki's rookie year. Was Jay Beaner still on the he team? Won, he won the rookie of the year. They also hosted the All-Star Game. And that's also the year the big terrorist attacks happened. Big year. And, of course, the Mariners also got defeated by the Yankees four games to one in, uh, in the ALCS that year. And, Mike, you'll remember that well. Yep. I, I, love, I love sports. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't remember that at all. How was your weekend? It was great. It was really good. I, uh, I took my dog, Nuno, um, with me to uh, Sycamus, where we're working on the new factory, and uh, he uh, he loved it. I was throwing a golf ball down, and it's so big that it takes him a while to go grab it, and I wore him out, and he's, uh, he's just really didn't calm you, now. Did you get two dogs? Uh, yeah, I had two dogs. Uh, it turns out that uh, two puppies uh, is, is a lot, and oh. two littermate puppies is even more. So I, I, um, I our friends... Uh, has had a, a niece that uh, really loved our dog. Oh, so they, so they were named after guitar was, players. Yeah, yeah. yeah one was Monty Montgomery, my, one of my favorite guitar players. Solo. And I rehomed uh, Monty to um, our, our friend's niece, and and I, I, we get pictures all the time with their little four-year-old daughter and, and the dog. And great dog, but we kept Nuno Betancourt after extremes. How is Monica feeling about the parting of the ways of the dogs, or is she just happy to have less? It, it was it was needed. It was it was too much. Yeah. It was too much. Two two dogs. I don't, we had two dogs before, but two puppies. And apparently, there's a thing called littermate uh, syndrome, where they imprint on each other and they don't listen to you. And oh, and, like little juvenile delinquents, eh? Yeah. Jackets, and it's that. it's a real thing, you yeah. know. Um, and we took them to puppy class, and, and they're like, "You got two puppies from the same litter, and they're males." Run! You know, like one of those things. So, okay. And the uh, third puppy, Eddie Van Halen, he just ran away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it was a great weekend. How, how was your weekend, Marty? What's, I had what's a great weekend. No, I had a great weekend. I was in Whistler. Uh, I was a friend's 40th birthday party. I brought a special friend with me, and we had a good time. Mm -hmm. uh, we stayed at the Crystal Lodge right in the village there. What a beautiful place. The drive the drive there, too. The Duffy Highway. Is that the one where you went through uh, Lytton? And, and yeah, and then you go down through the Joffrey Lakes. <laughs> On the way there, though... The night before, it had massively snowed, and oh. it was to the point. So I was driving with this Iranian woman, and a Persian I was princess. Yes, I was pretending that I was calm, 
but this was the worst <laughs> snow that I've ever experienced in my life. So I'm white knuckling through it. Is this it your was, first uh, snowstorm? Um, like this, yeah. <laughs> and anyway, I I saw on Castanet that there was a story about how bad the snowfall was. They shut down the that highway, and now I remember as we were getting through it, there was a line of cars that were stopped. So we had just got through this thing. Probably shouldn't have been driving, but we got there, and it was that drive. Please. It's the best of all worlds. You start it's with fantastic. kind of like a Bonanza Western look on the way to Cache Creek. Mm -hmm. Then you go down into Pemberton, you get those, or the Joffrey Lakes, the kind of winding, beautiful lakes, huge mountains, and Lillooet, the Seton Lake. Mm -hmm. did, did you stop at uh, Pavilion Lake? No. Pavilion Lake, uh, I've dove, because I, I scuba dive. Um, NASA was studying it because it's the only freshwater coral, and it's yes. perfectly clear. It's, it's a really beautiful place to go. And that's on the way? It is, yeah. yeah it's yeah. a pavilion. I think it's a, a provincial park. It's world famous. Yeah. That's right. Okay, great show today. We have, from the TRU Wolfpack basketball teams, Dennis Baccarin. The men are one and three uh, this year. And Kelsey Cruz, they're two and two. The women won twice in Brandon last weekend. The men, uh, they lost twice in Brandon. So they're going to try and bounce back this weekend at the TCC. We haven't talked to the basketball team in a while. Sounds like we've got some lively players coming in to talk to us, so that'll be cool. Dennis works at Boston Pizza. Yes. Are you a Boston Pizza guy? Uh, yeah, I, I like Boston pizza. They have a pierogi pizza that I think is one of the best. Um, yeah, I can find things to eat there. What about you? Back in the day when I worked in Abbotsford, the newspaper office was right across the street from Boston Pizza. So mm. one, but once a week I'd go by myself, grab the newspaper, grab the Globe and Mail, and have the Stromboli sandwich. With, with a salad. I don't know if they have it anymore, but it was like, you know, you cut into it. I remember it's got, it. Oh. And they had the Boston Brute. I think they still Boston have the Boston Brute. Brute too, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah it's great. Boston. I haven't been to Boston I, Pizza forever. I don't, ever, I don't ever have to sit somewhere where I have to watch the TVs because it's always got sports on it. <laughs> so, uh. I like the rustic Italian pizza, but they got that off the menu too, so I'll have a word with Dennis about that when he gets here. Yeah. We need to focus on something else right now, though. Mike, um, Folder Dash. Folder Dash? Folder Dash. Folder Dash? Folder dash. <laughs> so this is a segment where we combine your love of the English language with your tendency to blow up on social media. And Mike, you remember the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the Lions and Folzi originally was completely pissed off that they lost uh, at home to Winnipeg. He said, that's it, it's over. Then he was not, didn't have enough courage to say that to Sean White. So he flip-flopped, said, I think they're going to win. I said, I think I, if you look at the tape, I said, they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose. I hope they win. That's what I said. So the word of, today, uh, the, word of the day today is <clears throat> furor. Furor because Ooh. of Ooh, Folds. Like a... He was watching his game and the Lions lost. The Lions lost. They lost before it started. This is what Folds had to say BC Lions, incredibly pathetic effort. This is on Twitter <laughs> or X. First time I ever turned off the game. Now, this we have to talk about because I think this is a problem. Same old, same old, year after year after year. No adjustments at halftime, no preparation for what was an obvious running game, says Full. It's just a brute. He's got chicken wing juice all over all his over thing, just yeah. hammering his keyboard at this point. PBR is everywhere, red wine. Just a brutal, brutal end to the season. Just embarrassing. I wasn't alone in my assessment. It was embarrassing. You see, did you see Brady Oliveri go through there? It was like a rugby scrum every time. They just, they, yet you had, you had a dozen lions trying to tackle one guy, and he dragged him to the end zone again and again and again. It was embarrassing. Where do you lay the blame? Uh, coaching staff, obviously. They knew going in there. Earlier this year, James Butler, who the Lions did, chose not to sign, uh, stupid move, came in with Hamilton and he ran roughshod over the Lions. They knew they would because he was motivated. You, you didn't want me, I'm going to. And they ran him over and Hamilton came in and destroyed BC. Uh, and then Calgary came in. 
when the Lions could have won that game, should have won that game, and uh, they got blown away by a running game. So they go to Winnipeg, they're the best running back in Canada by far. He's going to be the most outstanding player this year. And did they, uh, I'm not a coach, they're the expert. Did they plan for it? Isn't this Apparently a management thing then? The personnel before the season, this should have been done in the offseason yes, to prepare? Yeah. Well, they got the smallest defensive line in the entire league, which Glenn Suter re- reminds us of re- repeatedly. So you would think that if you have the smallest defensive line, and last year you got ran, ran, ran over to death, you'd think you would adjust this year and say maybe we need better personnel there, maybe. But, you know, people say on, online, they're saying, oh, it was a great season, a great season. And it was a good season. They had 12 and 12 and 6. But they lost to the same team, and last year they lost by eight. This year they lost by 11, so actually it's a regression. Okay, Mike, what's your favorite band? Extreme. Extreme. Yeah, so I what? really like Extreme. Really? Yeah, yeah. I know, it's, it's weird. But well, they got so it's extreme musical. No, it's Extreme. The, the 80s rock band plays. No, I know, but yeah. they, the, the reason they're called Extreme is because they play ballads, hard rock. They go all over the place. That's oh, what it? their name I, is. I just like their music. I, okay, I think that, they, that Nuno Betancourt's one of the greatest guitar players. Pat Badger. Are you going to give one of them amazing. away, too? Yeah, oh, man, I, I've messaged them so many times. <laughs> I'll, I'll show you my messages and, and how ridiculous they get. It's, 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 it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, my point is this, though. <clears throat> if you go to an Extreme show, there you are, front row, and they have one bad song. Are you? I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm turning off the concert. I'm done. I'm, I'm Absolutely leaving. not. No, no. no. They, can do, the they can do no wrong, even yes. if they do wrong. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like, really, Nuno needs a better acoustic guitar, yeah. but <laughs> I still go see him. I still cheer him on, and, and I actually have Nuno's cell phone number. Um, oh. And I called him once on it, and really? he answered. Let's and, get him on the show. Uh, yes. Oh, no, I, I don't have that relationship oh. with him. Uh, somebody gave it to me, and I, I probably shouldn't have had it. And uh, I respect their 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 numbers and what did you say to him when he answered or yeah i, I fanboyed a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you hang up or what did you do no uh you know a mutual friend uh an artist relations manager for a big music store in the united states uh gave me his number and, and said yeah you should phone him oh yeah okay yeah it sounds like a good idea so what did you phone what, what was the purpose of the call what did I, you say? I wanted him to play a river song guitar oh you know and and that's i do the artist relations for our company so did it work uh no i did not i was with a friend of mine Lauren Peters and her friend was at some kind of gala in the state somewhere and called us and said hey I got Matthew McConaughey on the phone and so Lauren talks to him and he was the nicest guy and she said can you do all right all right all right all right all right all right that's pretty cool okay but anyway back to the do you have an issue then with Folds turning the TV off I, you know, he's, he's, uh, I think if I steal a term from the uh, sporting world, he's a bandwagon guy. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> you're, you're saying it's one bad game, like one bad performance. <laughs> How old are you right now? A young 38. So you're 38, right? Okay, so the last time the, the Lions won the Grey Cup, you were 26. That's torture. Think about that. Well, the Buffalo Bills have oh, never won. You had a bad game. weekend, too. You think I had a bad weekend? You lost to that Denver on a Saskatchewan Rough Rider mistake at the end there. But, but I'm still Holy flying high. But you I'm only like them if they win. The huh? There's something wrong with that if you only like them if they win. Oh, no. You, like, you, you go with the bad and good, but you, you, you know there's a definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. Different results, yeah. Well, some, you know, they, they're great in the regular season. They're, they're, they're one of the great teams, the good teams, but they're not the great team. So until you can beat the great team and you keep doing the same thing, you're going, everyone knew they're going to Winnipeg, they're going to lose because everyone knew that. So why even bother going there? You know, save the carbon footprint. Don't, don't even fly there. Because if you're not going to change how you're going to attack a team that has an incredible running game and you have no running game, 
well then but really it's not gonna Rick work. Campbell seems to be the guy that you just go no after. Campbell's he's a great coach I mean he's, uh, a, he's okay. a good coach he's a good like I'm not I'm they're the experts I'm just saying if someone says what would you do well, I don't know I'm not the expert but they have they have the they have the OC they have the DC they have the quarterbacks coach the Ryan Phillips the defensive coordinator do something in your tweet a second tweet which oh. I found another Bravo performance by Campbell <laughs> and the coaching and staff. Lions coaching staff and well, preparing yeah. for the biggest game of the year. Seems no one told the coaches Winnipeg would likely prefer to run the ball. Embarrassing is <laughs> an understatement. Should have forfeited and saved the carbon footprint. You love that carbon footprint. Well, tab. I'm trying to appeal to the you know the left wing, yeah, you know, the, the environmental friendly fans of the show. I just, it's, it's just it's 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 stupid because it's dumb to get this worked up over something that doesn't impact your life. But we got six. I got six months now until training camp. Yeah, right? it's it, it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling. You've been through it with the Bills. Oh my God! I, I'm just know? giving you a hard time. It's it's, it's, the, it's, it's horrible. It's another it's another year. You're yeah. getting you're not getting younger. We no, know that. No, not at all. And what kills me is you got all the fans online. I get you know the Lions say, "Oh, thank you, fans, for a great season." And they're all like, oh, "A great season, way to go!" It was it was still success. No, it wasn't. I mean, it would be if making the Grey Cup would have been success because you would have went one step further than last year. But look at all the right? joy they gave you on the run, Christopher. Oh, for sure. And the, and, and they got the greatest owner in sports. I got to give them that. Uh, Mark Doman is the greatest owner in sports. Who we will get on this show one he's, day. I know he's, he's the best despite owner. He's your done so constant much. eviscerating of the Lions. <laughs> well, there, and there's, and thanks to Matt Baker for still letting you know, us have Matt Whitey, Whitey Wednesday guy. on great despite guy. your well, we're not, well, I, I think that was at, a personal favorite to you, wasn't we're it? Not, we're not. We're not the last one. <laughs> we're not here to be fanboys. We're here no. to look at it critically. And, and when they do well, we, we say so. But when they don't do well, and I think it's fair to say that they didn't prepare and they got in the offseason, they got to fix that if they want to get past I think they prepared. I just didn't think they had the personnel. That's and what I'm they got to change that. They got to change it for next year because Winnipeg is getting older, but they're still going to be the best team. You know, uh, way back when Yogi Berra went and uh, started coaching, the, losing his team in baseball, mm-hmm. and he turned them around in two years. In that years. Miracle Mets in 69, that's right. That's yeah, right, but yeah. you know, that was a fluke season, too. But there you Sports. go. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Yogi Berra. I just watched that movie. I thought yes. it was really great, yes. actually. Yeah. And um, I don't know, was it Miracle Mets? I'm not sure it was. But anyway, they, they won in 69, and they were the worst team at all, like a few years earlier. Yeah. Uh, and he was one of the best catchers, actually, in the world. Yeah. There's actually a really good documentary my brother Rick told me about. Cruiser. Yeah, he called me yesterday and he says it's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I watched it. It's, it's about super Yogi good. Berra. That's where. Yeah, that's, that's where right. I got it. I, th- I thought Yogi Berra was somebody totally different. You thought he was with Yellowstone and Boo Boo. <laughs> no, I thought. Hey, he was, hey Boo Boo. <laughs> you know what? He's sitting there holding the baseball with all the rings because yeah. he won what sixteen. Yeah, with the Yankees. Uh, world well, a lot of World Series. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like the most winning winningest person ever. Yeah. I thought he was a jazz musician. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like a ball player for sure. No. And you know, uh, Sugar Shane lost twelve hundred bucks on the Bills. So, there you oh go. man, yeah, because yeah, was it like a survivor or just no, just on, a straight bet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's got enough money. Okay, speaking of money, a local independent company has given us some of theirs to showcase what they have. We have a new sponsor to welcome on board today. It's Maca Ranch. Mike, do you remember we had them on talking about the fires? Oh, man, so, so good. They really care for the animals. Uh, there was three of them. There was somebody that you knew really well, too. The guy in the back. Big the Mike in the, the back. background. Mike in the back, yeah. Big Mike in the background. Yeah. So they are all part owners of Maca Ranch, and I've been there. I've tasted the ham. I've pulverized the chicken at Thanksgiving, <laughs> and I could tell right away, this is why they moved to Turtle Valley, Mike. Mm-hmm. They got off the grid. They were on the coast before. They're first-time farmers. They wanted to get away from the hustle and bustle. I almost fainted into the gravy. It was so good. <laughs> the pasture raising, the beef, the pork, the lamb, the chicken, and for that simple, serene, and self-sustainable life. And they want to share that life with us, Mike. They do. I'm into it. 
with good, clean food. They deliver to Kamloops. It's the Johnsons. You remember them? Ashley, red hair, Curtis, quieter guy. He's got his flannel I do on. remember them, yes. I emceed their wedding. They told me the day of the wedding I was going to emcee the wedding. So <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't like that, but I understand this. <laughs> I understand that they don't believe in hormones. They don't believe in steroids. They don't like that GMO feed, Mike. It's top quality local feed. It's free range. It's 80 acres, no pesticides, independent business, just like ours. And you can taste that difference too. When, when an animal is, is raised without fear and, and mm -hmm. treated well and, and uh, it They talked about that, rotating the pastures, and mm -hmm. that makes it so they don't have to use pesticides. I don't really understand why that means that, but that's what they tell me. So I hope they're telling the truth. I'm sure they are. <laughs> I, I'm, my great-grandfather was a farmer, and I have no knowledge. I <laughs> okay. have probably less knowledge of farming than I do sports. So. I heard once from somebody in the know that if a, if a pig or a cow is going to the slaughterhouse, they can sense it. They can sense they're going to die, and they release something into their body. Whereas mm -hmm. if you shoot in the, in, in the woods, if you just take a nice <laughs> clean shot and you kill a deer or a moose. From 300 feet away, is that what they do? <laughs> no, that's not what they do. <laughs> I'm just saying, if 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 if, yeah. if an animals out there doing its thing, and then you you're killing it, but you're going to use it for your meat survival, like mm -hmm. like everyone's done for centuries, the meat tastes better because it's not poisoned with the fear of the animal. Maca Ranch, Facebook, Instagram, email them info at macaranch.ca. Check out their brand new website, macaranch.ca. It's Maca Ranch. It's good, clean food, and you might even see Big Mike. I might even order some. Nice. Yeah. Okay, you want to talk about um, a few city pieces of business here. Why don't we talk about the potential release of an investigation? Yeah, last week the uh, City of Council released a press release. They sent a press release out. And actually, actually I talked to the mayor about it because he called me about something else. And um, it just said that they're, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're going to have an, another in-camera meeting to discuss the Code of Ethics investigation. They didn't specify, specify this one, but we're pretty sure it's the one into the mayor. It's the only one I know of. And that it, they're going to talk about it in camera, and there's a possibility that they might release the report with certain redactions based on, you know, uh, legal advice. Uh, because, you know, as you remember, they wouldn't even confirm there was a report because they couldn't do that. But we got the report at the late great canvas this week, and we did a story on the report generally, and we had another story ready to go specifically, but it was being lawyered and everything, but we never could get it there. Right now, that whole report's sitting in a box in my garage, so we could read it out here if we wanted to, I guess, but um, we, we couldn't release certain things just because we were getting legal advice, but it's basically, it documents the allegations against the mayor, uh, which, which the investigation found he breached the code of ethics by um, certain behavior towards staff. Um, I read the whole thing through and it's, it's, it's nothing really, really, you know, serious with respect to any kind of allegations of physical harm or nothing, but it's, it's more, you know, uh, allegations of outbursts and stuff like that. So what's the, what would be the purpose of releasing it then? Uh, I think what they, what they said at the beginning is that they'd like to release it if they can because they want to be open. This happened to the, with the community, but they have to be mindful of there's certain privacy rights of the, of the staff members. There's four, five staff members, four staff members involved in the report uh, who, who filed complaints against the mayor. One, one was, uh, was dismissed without the substance, but three were found to have occurred, and that's why there were sanctions um, in, uh, levied against the mayor, which I think are still in place, which means he cannot speak to any of those four complainants unless there's someone with him. He cannot write to them and email them before it goes to, I think, Mike O'Reilly. He has to... He has to vet it. So I think the reason is it's people still want to see this this report, and I think and the reason we did the story and released it and we got some criticism, but people have a right to know when the mayor, who is a CEO of the of the corporation, can't speak to the CAO David Trow when that was part of the without someone there, 
people need to know. Taxpayers need to know this is happening. Do you think happening. the mayor's okay with it being released? Because he talks a lot about yes, how he, he wants everything to be. Public. I just talked. He called me about, like I say, about something else, and I and I asked him, "Hey, was that release? It was kind of a vague release. Is that specifically about your?" Investigation he goes. I don't. Know, I haven't seen the report yet. I want to see the report, but I want it released. Release it because he he denies all the allegations and yeah. he says people should have the right to see it. He keeps asking me for the report um, <laughs> from leakers. He yeah, he wants the leakers, leakers. but um, he, and I I think he's right. I mean, if the man at the center of the uh, allegations wants it released, then why not release it? You don't have to name. The I understand in there, the yeah. redacting part though. If they got to sure. be careful about. We named David Trollman because it was, you have to. He's the CAO. The, the, investig the investigator from the law firm found that, um, or, or recommended that the CAO of the corporation cannot speak to the CEO, who's the mayor, without someone there. That's newsworthy. Uh, Mike, are you allowed to talk to, to Bennett, or is there some kind of uh, stipulations or where you can't talk to some of your employees? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, we run a, a, a small family business here, and uh, things get heated, especially between me and my dad. Uh, I try not to yell at staff, but... No, it doesn't work. If you have somebody you can't talk to, you That's can't weird. communicate with, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Something has healthy. to change. It's not healthy. Yeah, it's not healthy. And you got to figure it out. So, you know, I've, I've had uh, HR people come in and, and sit down with, with people that we've had issues with because we couldn't resolve them with, with traditional uh, practices. And, and sometimes it ends with, uh, I'm not going anywhere, but... They had to go somewhere, uh, but most of the time we try to work it out. If, if I think an that's issue. what the city uh, has done or they are doing. Is the last we heard that they were asking the Ministry of uh, Municipal Affairs to um, set up some kind of experts in in, in uh, mediation to help help uh, sort of heal the rift on council. Let's talk about garbage. Yeah, garbage pickup. Yes, I got. I, actually, I, got, I was in Vancouver for a couple of days, and, and I came back. I was, I was working. Yeah, while while you were in on your, not so much of that <laughs> while you were in your dream dream vacation in Whistler, I was working in Vancouver. So I got home he was and researching um, and, uh, and Jack Bell, friend of the show, oh, he, uh, Jackie boy, he walked the dog Darby a couple yep. times, and I guess he took out my uh, garbage because I I thought it was Wednesday because I thought it was a holiday. They they didn't skip those Tuesday still. I don't understand that. Anyway, I got a little tag on there that said uh, my pet food, a dog food bag. You know the. It was, I put it in the recycling. Apparently, you can't do that. Oh no! Because said, don't put this so in recycling. Glenn Farrell was probably wrote well, that himself. Well, I'm thinking like it's it's it seems like it's the right. You know, I don't know. You, anyway. you had to listen to Glenn. You weren't listening again. Wasn't listening. So anyway, so that was. I just thought about that because today I looked at the bin and there's a tag and it was the they were hanging it like a, like an effigy, like it was just hanging there. And so I had to put it in the garbage, which is weird. But uh, you can't recycle those those pet food bags, which is you know the big ones yeah. you get from the pet food store. So um, anyway, yeah. So it reminded me of the of the fact that there's a. There's a bit, been this ongoing um, controversy or resistance to this new uh, collection system the city has. They introduced organic collections in August. I think Mike was on the on the trial run for the year before. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. every week they pick up that little green bin that has your food scraps and yeah, your we had leaves. Glenn in here to talk. It's about. great, and I, I use it. I, in fact, I, I took my garden out, put it in there. It was great, and then you put your food in there. It's, it's fine. I have no problems with that. That comes out every week, but. Because of that, they've gone to every two weeks with garbage and every two weeks with recycling, alternating. And people are a little bit miffed because recycling is piling up and the garbage is stinking up. But the big thing online now is you'll see people, because I guess they didn't read our intensive, our long Q&A with, with, with Glenn that I did in the paper, that explained that come December 1st till the end of February, um, everything's going to be two weeks, including the green stuff. And they're like freaking out, saying, well, I don't want the green stuff, the food in my, garb in, my, in my bin to be there for two weeks and get maggots and all this stuff. And Glenn talked about mitigating that. So online, there's a lot of people now just, I guess they're just realizing that come December 1st, everything's two, for two weeks, for three months. And the reason is they don't, people don't use as much fresh food in the winter, right? Um, 
so now people online are saying, let's go and let's just dump our dump our stuff at City Hall steps and all this kind of stuff. And the last time that happened, I got tipped off by someone go down there. All these people were bringing their bins down there because they they, they disagreed with the every two weeks because they think it breached the contract. Yeah. They're, they're paying the taxes weekly pickup. So I went down there to cover it, and it turned. It was interesting at first because all these people had their garbage bins on top of their but cars. But it was the tinfoil hacking. Oh, then it turned Trudeau. into like a UN conspiracy, and Justin Trudeau's behind <laughs> this, and and then it got into five G towers spying on us, and I went whoa. So I just kind of backed out slowly. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> anyway, <laughs> the Lions game. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty crazy. Anyway, I just bring that up because even though I think I think it's a pretty smooth and pretty good program, and it hasn't affected myself and 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 my wife and. Or, and her daughter, maybe it has affected a, a, a you know a couple with three kids and stinky diapers and stuff like that. But anyway, it's it's just still out there and it's um it's going to get a little more vocal because I think a lot of people who don't know are going to find out real quick that within three weeks, it's every two weeks for everything. And 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 one of the online they were saying, well, they calculated their pickup based on you know holidays and everything, and there's going to be a 19 and 21 day separation between garbage pickups but, but you know uh, you know and, and they're like and recycling and they're saying that the, at the one time of year when you have the most so but, but it's it. also freezing out too yeah so are we gonna have maggots are we gonna have problems with that it's, no it's, I think they're worried about overflowing garbage like 19 yeah. days during holidays when you, you have more food more visitors you have more you know packaging and stuff like that what I do just spread it amongst the neighbors garbage cans <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> We weren't talking about garbage on the weekend, though, were we, Mike? No, no, we, we certainly weren't. We were talking yeah. about uh, one of my favorites, cranberry orange muffins from McDonald's. Uh, that's how we actually started this week's trip, which we usually end with. We yes, started, we started with, with it this time, McDonald's yeah. and uh, their crazy new uh, coffee drinks. We well, had to get some energy because we we're going on that big hike. On the big hike, but and you love the festive McCafe season, mm-hmm. don't you, do. Chris? The peppermint hot chocolate and the peppermint mocha. Yeah. You, you love it. You yeah. always have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're going on a hike. And you remember exactly where we went, don't you, Mike? Yeah, we um, we, we wanted to um, we explored the the valley floor, and we wanted to go up uh, near Chris's uh, house on the on the his massive mansion yeah. house yeah. on the hill on the hill. So yeah. we wanted to go up and, and explore that area around in Bachelor there. Hills. In Bachelor Hills, yes, yes yeah, the Lac du Bois grasslands. Yeah. Yes, in order to get there, we first had to hop into a Volkswagen, didn't we? You know. I was really impressed with the quality and the feel of the uh, the actual comfort feel inside the the seats. And the, Fultz, like you could just, tell that the guy doesn't know what he's doing as far as hiking gear. He thought we were climbing K two, so he's mm-hmm. got he's got these spikes and he's he's got his leader hosing on. <laughs> he thinks he's going up, right? So he's got all this equipment, but which luckily, fit in the back nicely. It's because we had this seven seater Atlas. From Volkswagen, the Atlas Cross Sport, it's the new fuel-efficient engine, too. And we needed it because we were hauling so many things, we were using so much gas up. Mm. Well, we were borrowing the car, too, but, but, uh, and we were seeing if we could actually spin out all the tires and if he'd get a report on it. Terry Low. Terry Low, 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 And, of course, it was kind of, it had been raining a little bit, mm. so there was a lot of mud. Yeah. And Foldy's mat, like, he was lagging way behind, too, right? His lederhosen got dirty. Mm. His lederhosen were dirty. <laughs> Luckily, the Lac Dubois grasslands are very, very close, too. Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing, too, because we went on Friday. And the Black Friday sale, 
it's on right now. It's the lowest prices of the year. Mm -hmm. And they have those Electrolux laundry towers that are specially made sometimes for Lederhosen's. Mm -hmm. Lederhosen's, yeah, they're soft. You mm -hmm. put it on delicate. Delicate, that's right, yeah. delicate. And Mike, what happens if you want to buy, say, two? Well, this is the most amazing thing. If you buy two, <laughs> you, you save save 100, honey. <laughs> you save one. You save two honey, right? Yeah, two honey. And then what happens honey, if you honey. buy three? You save three honey. And then you can bring some of those extra ones to Siki. And if you're saving three honey, you can go down to Lee's and buy a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> you can go to River Song. You can go to Lee's. The money, the things you can do with two or three honey, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's pretty good. You can even actually use that money to support Maca Ranch and buy a pork roast. Yes. You know what I want to do? I want to get a uh, pork loin. Monica loves uh, pork loins, yeah. and she cuts them up into medallions yeah. and, and also crushes them to make them look like fake ribs. You know what I was thinking today? Actually, I was going to take you guys all out for a dinner. Why don't we instead, let's order some beef or food mm -hmm. from um, Macca Ranch, Macca Ranch yeah, and we'll, we'll have a, a, a company uh, show dinner using Macca Ranch food. You'll cook? I'll cook. And, and, I'll, and Sonia will cook as well, my nice. special new friend. And does she know that? She's going to cook? Well, I'm not. <laughs> we'll do it to cook together, equal, right? Okay. I'll, I'll, I, 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 I can. I'll bring a salad. I make a damn good yeah. salad. Sorry. Yeah. I can, I'm king of desserts. I, I can, I can okay. do it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. good. What a weekend. Let's bring in our TRU basketball players. This segment is the title of Hastings. Mike, you know who it's brought to us by? It's by McDonald's. Ba -ba 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 -ba. And now... Uh, oh, I got one too. Mm, that's so good. What do you like about your job? Okay, um, there's a lot actually. First is um, meeting and working with people from different countries and cultures. And uh, I would say some of them are considered already as my friend. Uh, next would be, and I'm proud to say this, that we have an amazing employer, Brandy. How much money did Brandy pay you to say nice things about her? Oh, <laughs> I'm earning good enough. <laughs> Kelsey Cruz, Dennis Baccarin, Cherry Wolfpack Basketball. Thanks for coming in today. Thank you for having us. We had you waiting in the snow there for a little bit. That's the one Yeah. yeah. Wow. Before we talk about basketball, I want to talk about the relationship between the teams because you're always pretty much on the road together. You were just in Brandon. Do the, do the men's and women's teams get close because you're together all the time? Or are you kind of separated? What's the relationship like there? Um... I think the relationship between our teams this year is, is a bit different than it was last year because uh, this year women's team have a lot of first years and um, our team is a bit older so I think the team is a bit more separated this year but um, and we also on our schedule especially if we're on the road like girls play earlier we have our shoot arounds in the morning right. and we go for breakfast and for lunch and stuff so I would think it's I would say it's a bit different but at the same time we still know each other we still uh, uh, go to each other if we need something or we have a great relationship with their coach uh, so the player, players uh, on their team. So, well, What about um, as a whole as a program? Do the basketball players mingle with the volleyball players and the, and the volleyball players mingle with the soccer team? Is, it, is everybody kind of tight or do you kind of keep to yourselves? I think it, this year especially and after last year's soccer nationals all the teams have definitely come together and I, we make a point to, you know, get out and support the volleyball, soccer, baseball, cheer teams, and I think that they do the same for us. So it's it's been changing, and I think moving forward we'll all be very cohesive. How, how's the ego of the soccer team? Because they must be walking <laughs> around like they just look at us. That they Is there some extra swagger with that team now? or? 
Uh, I think they had, a, they had a couple new players as well, so those guys were not a national champions. So, uh, but the guys returning, they're definitely cool with everybody, and we still go to their games, support each other, and uh, yeah, it's a good atmosphere at Wolfpack. And they were humbled this year in playoffs, so you know, <laughs> yeah, we can always put that one at them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. They actually came back from that tough start though pretty well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Kelsey, 10 out of 16 players on your team are first-year players. Mm -hmm. How does that affect what you're able to do on the court? I mean, it's, it's a lot different than playing with a lot of experienced girls, but I think we have some raw talent, which mixes really well with the experience that we do have, and at the same time, it's, it's young energy, and they're excited to get in every day and work, so it's a learning curve, but what can you do, right? I think that we have the best possible situation, and the 10 girls that are new, they, they really want to make something of Tier U and the program, so... And second year now for Todd Warnick. Mm -hmm. Are you noticing any differences in him learning the way he's coaching this year as the way he coached in his first year? I think this year he's taking a step forward in the identity that he wants to create for our women's basketball program, and that's been a huge difference. I think now, too, we have some more um, set plays and more things that I know he's going to keep on implementing in the years moving forward. So I think that's been different, but mentality-wise, he's the same. Continuity. There yeah. hasn't been much of it for you. Mm -hmm. Fourth year, <laughs> I think four coaches. You had Scott Reeves, Goran Nogic, Ken Olenek, and now Todd. So mm -hmm. how, how tough has that been dealing with that? It's, it builds character, I would say. I think it's put me in lots of situations, and it ultimately will contribute to the growth of me as a player, and especially as a leader, I think that's been an area where I've really been able to step up and have those girls be able to come to me with problems, even with the coaches shifting. So... Nice. Yeah. How many Boston Brutes have you had in your life? <laughs> Boston Brutes? A couple. Because you work at BPs. I do, you? I do. <laughs> what do you do there? I serve, actually. Okay. Yeah. At the Columbia? Up at uh, yeah. the Bay's Coach Bank, yeah. yeah. They must get you get all the dishes that are... <laughs> <laughs> I do help with it sometimes. <laughs> so what, what's that like? At, so you work at BP, you're a student, you're playing basketball. That's a lot on your plate. Yeah, I usually work uh, on Sundays when we don't have games Friday, Saturday. Um, so that's... Definitely building a challenge, but at the same time, uh, trying to keep up with school and basketball. Uh, it's been a fun experience, that's for sure. Uh, something that I didn't do last year. Um, but this year, you know, trying, to, trying to do everything at the same time has been, it's been fun. You're from Ukraine. Yeah. We had Svetik on here, and we mm -hmm. asked him about the war. Have, have you been imp impacted by it, and what are your thoughts on it? I've definitely been impacted by it because I have a lot of friends and family um, that, that's been in the regions of Ukraine where... Um, that the regions that have been occupied are and uh, have friends and uh, even some family members who are fighting as of right now. But um, I think it impacted every single Ukrainian yeah. uh, with the war going on. And uh, not even not being able to go home for the past two and a half years for, for me has been a challenge because um, every summer uh, I go home, see my family, friends. But um, as of the last two years, it wasn't, wasn't possible. Well, it's been a while since you've seen seen your family. You must talk to them via, via Zoom or yeah, we we, we keep contact can. every day. And uh, this summer, uh, for the first time in a couple of years, I went to Europe to actually see my my mom and dad. So that that was that was awesome. Nice. Christmas. What are you gonna do this Christmas then? You're here for the Christmas. What's the plans? That's a big family time. It must be kind of hard, eh? It is. Um, I think our basketball team is traveling uh, all the way to California this year once again. And since I don't have a United States visa anymore. Um, I might have to stay here hmm. and work in Boston Pizza. Work in Boston Pizza. Pick up, pick up. Keep talking about rustic. Why is the rustic Italian <laughs> off the menu? Do you have a word? <laughs> I'll talk to my boss about it. <laughs> 
we, we'll, during the Christmas, we'll go have a pizza and say hi to you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Um, we were talking about coaches earlier. New coach for, for the first yeah. time in forever. Scott right. Clark is no longer <laughs> there. Sure. And he would have recruited you. And he's got a certain way of coaching and being, 100%. right? And I imagine it's different than your new coach. So 100%. how different are things? Things are a lot different this year, I would say. Uh, with Scott being more um, of an old school guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, running things uh, a bit different. Expand in, uh, on that a little bit. What, what's kind of an old school thing that he would do? Well, I think in practice, uh, Coach Clark would go uh, a bit harder on us, uh, especially on the older guys. I feel like Coach Chad uh, this year is letting uh, a lot uh, more things go, say, relying on our experience uh, that we played U Sports before. But at the same time, he's, he holds us, he holds us uh, accountable with the uh, uh, mistakes that we do uh, during practice, and he wants us to do the best. So um, I feel like uh, coaching styles are definitely different, but at the same time, they want to have the best result possible. You were 13th out of 17th in the preseason coaches poll. Yep. How do you feel about that? Is that where you would uh, slot yourself in? For sure. Um, we talked about it as a team. Um, maybe I can see I can see why they put us in 13th because we didn't have the best uh, last year. But we have a lot of guys returning. We have we added a new key player in Jason, uh, the guy from Texas. So uh, we're definitely better than last year. Uh, we're running new sets. We're running a new um, system. So that's that's different, but um, we also didn't start a season the, the, the way we, we would like to start. We are one and three right now, even though we were up big in each each and every single game we played. So um, I felt like we definitely could have been four and zero sitting with you well, right here. So yeah, I mean Kelsey last year must have been tough sledding from a wins standpoint, but mm -hmm. some great results on the weekend. It must be, feel great for you. Uh, you swept Brandon. And that would have been, I have it here, the first, the first weekend sweep since 2019 and the first road sweep since 2017 for the women's basketball team. So what did that do for morale and confidence? I think it does a lot and it just goes to show that we're trying to be something different than we have been in the past. But overall, team morale is good and I think it's a good taste for the younger girls of what we want to be doing in the future and a road win is huge, so yeah. yeah. Speaking of the future, what is the future after university for both of you? Is it to the Canadian Elite League? Is it playing in Europe? Or is it getting on with a career that's not basketball related? We actually talked about it literally <laughs> before coming in oh. here, yeah. sitting in the car. Um, actually, my plan is uh, to be done with basketball after uh, my years of eligibility. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm thinking about moving to Cal Calgary or Vancouver. Um, hopefully to move back to Ukraine after the war yeah. is over. And uh, yeah, what, what are you taking there. it through? What's your what are you uh, studying? business administration? Okay. You start a yeah. new BP in Ukraine. How about yourself? I'm graduating this year and then I'm looking to get into the industry for a little bit of experience before I look to return to school. Okay. So is your you're majoring in biology? Yes. Who's the last person on the team you would trust to dissect an eye? <laughs> Man, the list is long. Longest. <laughs> The last person I would trust. I I'm gonna have to say Nella. <laughs> Hope she doesn't watch it. But why? What? What's, you just don't see her being steady with the I scalpel. She, she wouldn't be steady, and she'd be laughing at me and telling me like, "Hey, hey, we'll try again, right?" She'd be messing with me completely. Okay, um, big weekend for both teams. It's Regina. 5.30 start for the women Friday and Saturday at the TCC, 7.30 for the men. Any thoughts? Have you watched film? What are you expecting from Regina? We'll start with you. Yeah, we watched some film on them 
because we played on Saturday and coaches uh, had a, had a little bit of time to um, uh, look at their roster, look at their uh, plays. Um, he sent out some uh, couple key things that they do on offense and defense. Uh, they're pretty tall. They're six four and above. They're starting lineup. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to be uh, ready to rebound the ball on the weekend. Um, and we went through some of their plays yesterday. We're gonna go through it the next couple of days here, get ready, and uh, hopefully get a, get a two wins this weekend. Bounce back from last For weekend's sure. tough, uh, tough goal. Kelsey, what about you and Regina? Yeah, they're they're a solid team, and I know they're suffering with some injuries right now. And they came off a sweep. They got swept over at Trinity this weekend, and right. They like to get out, move the ball, and they really pack up the key on defense, so we're going to have to look for ways to attack them. Do you know what that means, Mike, packing up the key on defense? <laughs> yes. What does it mean, packing up the key on defense? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear what your, what your interpretation well, of I that is. No yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea. The key, the key is around the, yeah, the, the net. Key, yeah. 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 What, what is packing up the key? They just like to kind of line up their defense so there's multiple layers before you can get to the rims. Kind it's of congested in the key. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it's a good why lesson. Why don't we just call it like adding to the de defense or something like that? You, know, like, <laughs> you can like, call it that if you want. I have to come up with weird words for guys like me to be lost? <laughs> Nothing easy. <laughs> okay, Dennis, Kelsey, thanks a lot for coming in. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you for having thanks us. For Thank us. you. These babies right here, what are we looking at? We are looking at Whirlpool's new top load um, washer dryer set. Um, they've recently redesigned their machines and they're starting to come with removable agitators um, because a couple years back they actually stopped making them with agitators and then people liked them, some people didn't, so they decided to bring it back. Um, so now they offer this model here. Can you just explain to me, I am completely clueless, <laughs> what, that looks like a bazooka, so that's an agitator, what does it do? So this little guy here goes and the clothes. Does it make that noise? It actually does sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so it quite literally agitates the clothing to okay. make them wash. Um, but then if you're doing like, you know, bedding, towels, sheets and stuff like that, it can get annoying because they can wrap and wrap and wrap around it. I do notice um, that. Yeah. So it is nice um, that you can actually just take it off for when you are doing those big loads. And it's super easy to take on and off. Um, and they've had it for a while now and we haven't had any problems. We haven't had to like replace the agitators or anything like that. So. And Black Friday. So, These babies are all part of that and lowest prices of the year. Yes, yep. Our Black Friday sales start on the 16th of November, so that's next Thursday. And they will be going all the way to the 6th of December. I love today's show. It was fun. We, uh, we goofed around a fair bit. We had talked a little bit about the city and we talked about the Lions and had some great guests on. What do you think? Yeah, very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good out of the long weekend show just to sort of get... get uh, get our bearings back uh, and next week we already got some people lined up so we'll get more a little more politics next week hopefully something about development downtown we're talking hopefully getting the kelson group on to talk about city gardens mm -hmm. uh, bill sarai yeah, bill sarai's uh, confirmed to come here and talk about all things at the city city hall from a councillor's perspective which is good and um anything else that happens in the next week i guess wow yeah those city gardens are, are amazing uh if, if you have a massa that works here he looks down into the pit from his place, and it's it's growing. It's, it's, it's the largest huge. development in the yeah. history of this city, and it's going to transform downtown. It already has transformed downtown. That pit is amazing. That that underground parking is unbelievable. What do you think it could do for the city having a, that go up? Oh, you know, you're going to have more people, more vibrant uh, downtown. I think. Um, I, 
people that want to come in and invest in our community, putting in restaurants and stuff, will look at that and, and yeah. uh, say, hey, there's going to be another, how many people are going to live there? Like, there, it's, it's huge. It's a few thousand more people mm-hmm. over, yeah, the, right? over the next five or ten years. I think Howie was mentioning that. He's saying that hopefully the domino effect is that when you have a lot more people downtown of vibrancy, the, the, the you know the, the the more criminally inclined will sort of back away a little bit and allow people to I, I, um, there. I have an apology oh yeah I um, <laughs> I upset somebody uh, first off uh, James Peters 1144 is that the James That's Peters? That's the James Peters recently promoted well uh, he said because last week remember we were talking about the uh, mosquitoes in Regina and I've never been to Regina so well, I Winnipeg. actually don't Winnipeg. know Winnipeg. 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 Winnipeg isn't it the same place well it's the same it's all just one big uh, uh, yeah, prairie I'll apologize for that next week uh, yeah. but uh, I said that the mosquitoes were so big you could take them home instead of a cab mm-hmm. and uh, I just wanted to apologize to James because I, uh, I upset him um, <laughs> Winnipeg gets enough flack from its own residents and visitors it doesn't need to be catching strays from someone who has never been there by the way, the mosquito is a well-loved as our provincial bird. So um, I'm sorry, James. I uh, didn't mean to upset James you. James is a, is a super fan, so you don't want to piss him off because he's, he's a loyal Last Week Clique member. Right. So, uh, James, <laughs> I'm sorry. What does Winnipeg and Regina remind you of? And Kamloops, Maddie Dunstan. The Winnipeg Virginian. Oh, the man, Dunstan, the man with no home and many homes. That's <laughs> yes. right. Yes. yes. I think he's playing in the Briar next year for Mars. That's what's going on. For Mars, yeah. <laughs> Maybe somebody will move into City Gardens who loves our show and wants to invest like people are doing now. And uh, we're excited today to welcome on Maca Ranch. And we can't do our show without Volkswagen of Kamloops. Terry, low, 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 low rates. You can't understand. You still don't understand. I don't understand. How could it be so low when the rates are high elsewhere? I heard that we actually sell a lot of electric cars for them. I think we've sold between 70 and and 77 electric cars. Could be off a little bit of the number, but... uh, McDonald's as well. Brandy Seacon. I was just out there filming a commercial with Teresa, and uh, we can't do our show without them. Great community people, too. And Gorge Appliance and Mattress Center as well. And we are potentially welcoming somebody else on board by the end of the week, and we have plans to move this show to a second day, to two days, and we can only do that because of the support of our sponsors. So thank you, and if you want to get on board, brand new email, kamloopslastweek at gmail.com. Talk to us, and we can show you love like we show love to Mac and Ranch today. Anything else, Mike? No, I, I think that's it. Great, great show this week, and, mm-hmm. and uh, looking forward to uh, the announcements for next week. And Bill Sarai next week. That's going to be great. Yes. Yeah, he's always fun to talk to. For Christopher Folds, for Magic Mike, and for Bill uh, I'm Marty. We'll see you last week. <laughs>